Good afternoon, you bunch of drunks, and welcome back. This is episode three of Know Your Buzz. Hey, everybody. We're here in, uh, we're, we're here doing the damn thing again today. With New Year's Eve coming up, we thought it would be a great time to talk about bubbles. Bubbles, but I think before we get started, we should give a shout out to uh, the Chiefs today. Uh, big win, and also to New England, big loss, so love you. Pulled uh, off that Miami miracle again. So, also before we get into it, let's, we're talking about bubbles. Let's drink some bubbles, Dean. Yeah, I'm in for that. So, um, let's, uh, how about we open up a bottle of kava today? <coughs> oh, yeah. There we go. All right, so we can get started with that. So, <coughs> happy, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year almost. Um, like Patrick said, I'm gonna start today, um, well, we're gonna talk today about bubbles. And we spend a lot of time, both Patrick and I, in retail stores, kind of helping out customers, uh, thanking our buyers, um, that sort of thing. And also shopping. Shopping, we do a lot of shopping. Uh, but one of the things we hear a lot is, um, can you show me where the champagne is? So, um, you know, quite often we'll take people to the sparkling wine section and, you know, you find out that champagne really isn't exactly what they want. Um, but uh, they want, they know they want a sparkling wine. Um, so another, another thing we hear a lot, which we'll be getting into this in a later episode in the season, but a, a lot of what we hear is, I'm looking for a good champagne from California. And I, I'll segue that into Dean letting you know why that's not, why that's not right. Right, exactly. So maybe let's jump into it. So um, pretty much we've got, what we want to just quickly touch on is six different styles of sparkling wine. Um, we've got champagne. We want to talk about champagne briefly. Prosecco, Cava, Cremant, Sect, and Rosé. Um, so, you know, maybe we'll just uh, start right at the top. Champagne, where it all began, back in France. So, Pat, to be a champagne, what does it mean? Uh, to be a champagne means that you're going to be a sparkling, a sparkling beverage coming out of the Champagne region in France. Excellent, excellent. So, good mimosas with champagne. You could do mimosas with it. I would, I would avoid it. But. Okay, gotcha. Just, um, just a little Q and A here. Um, yeah. So, you know, just in talking about champagne, it's made the traditional fashion um, versus bulk Charmant. Um, you know, it's where it all started. A lot of big names out there. Uh, you, you guys know most of them. Bouclico, Molchandon, um, Dom Perignon, Tattinger. So a lot of really great products out in the market. Um, different styles. I think that, you know, you can't say, for the most part, you can't say, well, one's better than the other. They're just different styles. Some are more that green apple taste. Some are more yeasty. Um, but, but yeah, but all, you know, all good in their own right, for sure. And another big thing with that, too, is you'll hear in, in and around the industry that a champagne or a Prosecco is a masculine style or a feminine style. And basically what that means is uh, the size of the bubbles and the mouthfeel that it has. And the way that that's accomplished is in the way that the sparkling wine is actually made. So the traditional or the classic method is, um, that's gonna be the smaller bubbles, which is more associated with the feminine style. And then the, the tank method is meaning that they're doing a second fermentation process on it in a steel tank. And that's gonna help create larger bubbles that are more typically found in a Prosecco. Oof, 
aren't you the song today? Um, so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so lots of favorites on the market. I mean, I, I think that in the United States, I mean, I don't have numbers to back this up in front of me, but Vuv Clicquot, obviously, especially around the holidays, you see Vuv on the shelves and, and you know, whether you like that product or don't like it, you gotta give them props. I mean, their, uh, their package is fantastic. It jumps out on the shelf. They're always coming up with, with new, you know, holiday uh, gift packs and, and uh, I think they're keeping it, they're keeping it fun. I mean, I think they're the, you know, the new, not the new kid on the block, but I think they're keeping it fresh. They're appealing to the, the younger crowd. Not, and when I say younger, obviously, I mean 21 and up. Don't drink if you're under 21. Uh, but they're, they're, they're aiming for that new crowd as far as their marketing plans their social media plans, their parties that they throw at some of these higher-end hotels. They do a lot of polo events, pool parties, and that really entices the younger generation, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then, so, yeah, so, I mean, if you're shopping the champagne section, um, like I said earlier, lots of lots of big names out there, lots of good names. Uh, Dom Perignon, obviously, probably the most prestigious, and quite honestly, still still somewhat affordable. Um, and, but I mean, whatever, you know, floats your boat. So, uh, I guess moving into the second category, we want to talk about Prosecco. So, um, uh, Prosecco, now we're getting into sparkling wine, definitely a product that is, uh, um, a little bit sweeter in style, um, comes from Italy. Uh, they use a grape called the, the, uh, Glera grape, and that's what, uh, all Proseccos are made out of. Um, but once again, different styles. You can look at a Prosecco bottle and it can be DOC or it doesn't have to be. It can be uh, Brute or an extra dry. Um, so when you're looking at the Proseccos, don't just you know, go grab one that says Prosecco. I mean, you can do a little bit of you know, in-depth uh, looking into it and just you know, kind of style it to your taste. Um, probably the most, the, well, not probably, the number one seller in Prosecco right now is La Marca, um, owned by Gallo. Um, if you've had Lamarca, I mean, I'm just going to say it, you know, maybe I shouldn't, but I'm going to say it. Say, I, say your piece. Okay. Not my favorite. Uh, I think it's a sweet style Prosecco. I think it was a uh, Prosecco that, you know, hit the market with that baby blue Tiffany color and it, you know, has good shelf presence um, and it appeals to the females. Um, Definitely, you know, it maybe even appeals to the males um, since they can't, you know, buy their wives Tiffany all the time. Um, but... To me, it's it's not the one I would buy. Let's put it that way. Neither, neither here. Um, if I am going into the store though, and I want a, a good Prosecco, what I always look for with Proseccos too is, if you're having people over, some people are gonna want mimosas, and some people are gonna wanna just drink the Prosecco straight. And I think that that's a big thing. So you don't necessarily just wanna get the cheapest one or the one with the biggest name. And so for me personally, I like to get the, uh, the Rufino Prosecco. It's got a very uh, uh, nice looking bottle with the slightly orange label. Sometimes if your people don't know what they're talking about, they might see the bottle and think you bought them Vuv. Yeah. So. yeah, I would take them to Rufino as well. The other one that I really like, which is a little bit harder to find, is the Luca Peretti. Um, what I like about it is it's a brute and it's, uh, I just think it's a really, really nice Prosecco, a little bit on the drier style as far as Proseccos go. And you know, when you're mixing orange juice into a, you know, to make a mimosa, you don't really want to start with something sweet, you know, super sweet and make it even sweeter. Uh, maybe you want to start with something a little bit on the, that leans towards the dry side and then sweeten it up. So 
Luca Peretti for me is a, a really great product. Yeah, I, uh, and people, if you can't find it right now where you're shopping, just keep your eye out for it. Ask, ask the owner of the store that you shop at if they can get that in. You'll start to see it in the market a little bit more. The product's so good, I think that it's gonna get a, a pretty big following to it. So one of the one of the rising stars in the sparkling wine industry right now is Cava uh, from Spain, um, and so Cava comes from the Catalonia region in Spain, and it's I'll be honest, it's not for everyone. I happen to love it. Um, it's one of my favorite sparklings when I can't buy, you know. Well, I guess that's most of the time, expensive champagne. But it's a little. It's going to be drier than a prosecco. Um, it's just got. I mean, it's they, they vary so much in, in different styles. I mean, you can do inexpensive uh, cava, like Segura Viudas, I think is, you know, for the price. I mean, it's ridiculously inexpensive and it's really good. Um, obviously, Fractionet is probably the number one selling cava out there. And, you know, it's nice. I mean, um, you know, say what you want, but it's a nice bottle of wine. It, the package is nice, too. I love the matte finishes that they have on all the bottles. Uh, for sure. Well, Dean, I finished that little glass. I'm gonna crack open a, a cold one. It's game day. It is game day. So we, we, we drink what the players drink? Oh, I guess. So, okay, Kava. <laughs> um, so moving into uh, the next category is Cremant. Cremant's not as well known in the, in the United States in the sparkling wine business. Um, but uh, once again, it's very unique. I think, uh, you know, stylistically, it's, it's like nuttier than a champagne and it's definitely not as sweet as a Prosecco and there's a lot of like uh, grower uh, grower sparkling wine producers out there that are, are making some really really nice products they're kind of hit or miss in the liquor stores though I think you got to go to the section you know your liquor store sections and maybe ask the the SOM in the store and just say hey you know can you make some recommendations for me there because um, like I said they're kind of hit or miss but really nice products. They're made the same in the same traditional uh, fashion as uh, as champagne is made. So um, it's pretty nice. Uh, pretty nice to go there. Pat, anything? Uh, I. That's a category where I got I got to familiarize myself a little bit more with them. I haven't had the chance to diversify as much as I'd like to. Um, but moving on to the the next kind of of sparkling wine. So. Um, this is one that's almost non-existent in the United States, and quite honestly, they're delicious. Um, we used to have—I used to have the opportunity, my wife and I, to go to Germany uh, once and sometimes even twice a year. And they have a sparkling wine there called Sec, and S E K T. Um, really, really nice sparkling wine coming out of uh, all over Germany. But like I said, it's kind of a, you know, people think Germany, they think Riesling, and it doesn't really go much beyond that. So unfortunately, you're gonna probably really have to uh, look at the sections and just, you know, seek this one out. That's kind of a pun. Um, but but sec, definitely a, a great product coming out of Germany. And then the last category, which is also on the rise right now, and uh, it's kind of like the, the nouveau thing to drink is rosé. Um, a ton of different ro uh, sparkling rosés out there, all over the board. Um, this is maybe the toughest one when you're, you know, trying to help somebody find a, a, a good rosé. It's like you can get like super sweet, you know, from regions like uh, the Loire Valley. Um, you can get some, you know, sweeter style, or you can get some drier styles also from like Provence and and those regions. So I mean, like I said, it's pretty much all over the board. 
um, but really, really some great products coming out of all the regions. Even California is making some really nice uh, rosé style sparkling wines. So it's another category that I, you know, it's growing, growing leaps and bounds and uh, something fun to look into. So now, now you know the different kinds. The, the next question on your mind might be, what do, you, what do you drink them with? Or when should you drink a champagne, Prosecco, or Cava? Um, but all the time. It's a, yeah. great, it's a great beverage to start your night with. It's nice and light, easy drinking. You know, if you're gonna go out on the town, crack a bottle at home, have a sip of it there, end your night with it. If you've had a big dinner, it's something nice, easy drinking that's not gonna overfill you. Uh, Dean, what, what does it pair with? Well, I think sparkling wines, I think, you know, more tailored towards champagne, but I think they go super well with um, salty foods. Um, I hate to say it, but I love to drink, you know, dry sparkling wine with popcorn. So if you're going to the movie, yeah. slip a little split in your wife's purse and indulge. That's right. Uh, Hopefully she'll be there too. <laughs> okay. okay, enough of that. Um, no, I think that, uh, I think sparkling wine is so versatile, like Pat said. Perfect to start your night with, perfect to end your night with. I think uh, sparkling wine is great with uh, a salad, uh, you know, first course, um, great with appetizers. But you know, when you've been out in town, you've had a three hour dinner at a four star restaurant and, and you're coming back to the hotel bar, to your house or whatever, you don't wanna end the night with something that, you know, you're all, let's face it, you're already buzzed. Um, you don't wanna True. like, like nobody ever said, like when I had that last tequila, like, wow, the next morning, what a great idea that I had that tequila at midnight. That's, yeah, that's very true. When you have that last tequila, you run the risk of waking up with a piece of pizza in your pillowcase. Oof. And that's how you know it was a long one for you. For sure, for sure. But I, yeah, I just think that uh, sparkling wine is so versatile, um, so fun, so many different styles, you know, all over the board, dry to sweet, you know, nutty to, uh, fruity, you name it, you can, uh, but it's, you know, it's worth, it's worth looking at that section and it's worth kind of some, you know, sometimes, you know, not going to that store and saying, I'm going to get my bottle of boob like I always get, or I'm going to get my bottle of, you know, zone in like I always get. Step out of your comfort zone sometimes. Step into a, a cava or a cremant and, and, you know, maybe you'll love it, maybe you'll hate it. Go to more wine tastings, you know, find out, uh, find out what you do like because, you know, we always say like, there's a lot of good wines out there that we haven't even, you know, touched on. Um, you know, not all wine has to be a hundred bucks to be good. Some of it can be, you know, 10, 15 bucks to be good, so. Well, I think that hit it right on the head too. And back to our, when we talked about whiskey the other day about the prices being high, it doesn't have to be high. Like, like Dean just said, you can get great products for under $15, under $20. Find what's in your price. Dean actually, six years ago, bought a bottle of Dom Perignon and every anniversary he pours a bottle of Prosecco in there and tries to fool his wife <laughs> that, that, he bought her, that he bought another bottle of Dom. So don't be that guy. I am so happy she doesn't listen to this. Don't be that guy. So listen, everybody, thanks for tuning in this week. It was great. Um, please listen to us next week. We've got a really, really fun, uh, actually the next two weeks in a row, we've got two really fun topics. They're gonna be really fun. We're hopefully gonna have a couple extra guests with us, you know, um, batting over these, these topics, but it's gonna be a lot of fun. So I'm um, looking forward to it. Um, thanks for tuning in with us today. And uh, this is Know Your Buzz. We're out. Cheers. Cheers.